I'd ask everybody if you would please to pray for my wife. Her pain just will not let up. Uh, Cheryl is staying with her today, and I appreciate that, but she's just going through a hard time right now. I appreciate you praying for her. Mrs. Brown, uh, we need to pray for her. She was uh, her granddaughter, is it? Her grandson? Well, they think that he might have been exposed to the virus, and so Mrs. Brown, is, anyhow, she's having to stay out right now because of that, so pray for her. I know she really wanted to be here, but uh, that's the ones that I know of that we need to pray for. Ma'am? Yes. We need to pray for both our president and his wife and all the senators that got exposed. There's several. Old devil does work, isn't he? All the time. Let's ask the Lord to bless. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for being able to be here today with your people. Just to be able to rejoice in thy word and study thy word together. Bless us, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I was thinking about some of these things, and I, if you'll turn to Romans chapter 11, I want to begin to read, please, Romans chapter 11 and verse 33. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who had known the mind of the Lord, or who had been his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him, and through him, and to him, are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Father, bless the reading of thy word now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was studying these, and the most important thing that you can find here as I went through this chapter is for all of us to have the presence of the Lord with us all the time. In verse 33, the last part says, And his ways past finding out. What we don't understand sometimes is God is infinite, and we're finite. That is, there are a lot of things that uh, we will never understand on the face of this earth. Uh, I've thought about uh, several, uh, a man, I remember several years ago, I was at another church, and a man had a, a young son played uh, Little League, and his whole world was built around that little boy. I mean, that's all he could talk about. That's all he could think about was that little boy and playing Little League. And, and uh, he went to work one day, and the boy down the street, about his little older than him, had a, buy, a motorbike. He told him, now, don't you get on that bike with that boy down the street now. And my buddy went to work, and the boy got on and just went one block, and a car hit him and killed him. And for two weeks, he, he didn't die right away. For two weeks, he lay in the hospital crying, and his daddy was with me. And he, he, his daddy literally, when I first went to see him, grabbed me around my legs and fell on the floor and just screaming and hollering, I don't want to lose my son. That's my life. That's my life. And, but uh, God seemed fit to take him home. And uh, that man never 
was the same after that. He never did get over it. And I thought about it a lot of times. That man went to church. He served the Lord. Uh, but he put his whole life uh, in his son's life. And I looked at that and I said, I just don't understand that. I don't understand how these kind of things happen. But I had to come to realize one day as I was studying the Word of God that I only see a little area. My little old mind can only see what's going on right around me. God sees the whole picture. God is infinite. He knows everything. Amen. I know I had a man several years ago and um, had a little baby and the baby died. And he said, I don't understand that, preacher. I said, yeah, but you don't know what might have been ahead of that little baby that we don't know about. I mean, you know, she could have had cancer. She could have had everything and suffered for all the rest of her life if she lived. And God didn't want her to do that. We don't know. But God does. And I, I love verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgment and His ways past finding out. <clears throat> Number one, I want you to see God's wisdom is based on His knowledge. Verse 33, and note the words wisdom and knowledge. God's wisdom is based on His knowledge. God knows all things. Our wisdom is based on what knowledge we have. And most of our knowledge is very limited. Now, uh, this is very important here. Our knowledge is based on our understanding of the past and the present. But God's knowledge extends to the past, the present, and the future. God's knowledge is based upon His foresight. God is the same yesterday, today, forever, the Bible says. So that means He knows yesterday, today, and forever. And God knows just as much of tomorrow as of yesterday. What God knows works in perfect harmony then with what God does. And we usually do things on the limited order we have, but our knowledge is incomplete. God moves and acts upon His complete wisdom and knowledge. In other words, God is all-knowing. Now, John 10, verse 27 and 28, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. <clears throat> Notice, number one, God knows His sheep. He not only knows our names, but according to Rome, uh, Matthew 10 and verse 30, He also has the hairs numbered on our head. And I've thought about that many a time. God not only knows our physical condition, but He also knows our past and our future condition. He loves us with an everlasting love. We belong to God and He knows us. John 10, verse 28, Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. What that simply means is, God's children will never die and go to hell then. We are protected by God's eternal life, love. Eternal life does not begin when we die. Eternal life begins the moment we trust and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. You know what's exciting to me? I believe this with all my soul. There is not one thing can happen to me unless God allows it to happen to me. I don't care what it is. It can't happen to me unless God allows it to happen to me. I told about last Sunday, me and Glenn Gibbons going fishing behind this house, and the guy had a dock, and we were fishing under his dock, and he came out there and said, 
you get out of here, I'll get my shotgun and shoot you. And I said, go get your shotgun, you ain't going to shoot nobody. And I never will forget Glenn saying, now preacher, he might. <laughs> but you know what? I've always believed it that he couldn't have shot me if he'd have wanted to, if God didn't want him to. Amen. And it's just that simple. Now, I do know this. Uh, everybody don't live to be the same age. I buried little babies, I buried old men, and I buried all in between. Amen? And so I do know that people die of different ages. And God seems fit to give some long life. And what is always the hardest thing for me to understand is, how come that it seems like, and, and I'm saying now to my little finite mind, it seems to me like the meanest people live the longest. I mean, I've known some of the meanest people I know lived to be a hundred years old. I had an old uncle that lived to be a hundred and something years old. He was over a hundred years old, but he was mean. He was just plain out mean. And yet I've seen good Christians die young. And I never understood that. But I had to come to the conclusion that God does everything well. Now, those who are not saved then... You think about this. God shows His mercy to them. That old uncle of mine had died and, and he didn't thank God for nothing. And he died in his sins. And I thought of this. God was merciful to him. He let him live all those years, maybe, to change his mind to come to Christ. But uh, a saved person, what I joy in uh, every day of my life, absent body prayer of the Lord. If you believe this or not, I want to live. I want to live on this earth. I want to enjoy what God's got for me here. But absent body, present Lord, better off. Amen? Better off with the Lord than anything you can have down here. And so God knows what He's doing all the time. John 10 verse 29 says, My Father, which gave Him me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. In other words, then, Nothing can ever come to the child of God that God does not first go through God's hands. Think about this. They can nothing reach me that doesn't go through God's hands first. It, it has to go through God's hands. That's the reason I know the devil cannot touch me unless God allows it. Some things we don't understand, but every act of God, ever, uh, everything God allows to happen is based on God's complete and perfect knowledge and he acts in wisdom and allows things. Number two, God's knowledge is limited. I mean, man's knowledge is limited. Look at verse 33 now. Oh, the depth and riches, both of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past finding out. For who had known the mind of the Lord? Or who had been his counselor? In other words, there's not a man on the face of the earth could say to God, let me tell you something. Let me give you some advice. God don't need any advice. Amen? He already knows everything. There's a manward view, and then there's a Godward view. Everything that happens is not for the glorification of man. Every time I read through the Bible, I come to Ecclesiastes, and I find the last two verses of Ecclesiastes plainly tells us that we're put here on this face of this earth to do one thing, to glorify God. Not to glorify self. Not to glorify man. The Bible simply says no one can add anything to what God knows. Look at verse 34. 
For who can who had known the mind of the Lord, or who had been his counselor? No one can say to God, I want to tell you something that you don't know then. God already knows it. Verse thirty five, who has first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. Did you know that you can't give anything to God? It already belongs to him. Everything that I got, if you want to look at it in a sense, and I, I want to be careful how I say that when I say you can't give anything to God, you can give back to God what He's blessed you with. But you have everything that you have is only for one reason. God's already given it to you. Amen? So how are you going to recompense God? If I had to pay God off, if, if it was a certain amount of anything that I had to pay God for His be thankful to him I couldn't do it because I don't own anything there's nothing I got everything I got belongs to God now prayer is not about twisting God's arm or about getting him to change things or do things differently who had been his counselor no one or who has first given to him and it shall be recommended again no one why because our Lord is self-sufficient but men are not God needs nothing and no one to exist. There's nothing we can add to God then. Look at verse 36. For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Now, you might just get discouraged thinking, well, what's the use then? Well, wait a minute. I think God and God controlled everything. Because I belong to Him, He's going to bless me then. I'm a, I'm a personal testimony of the blessings of God. Every day of my life, I'm blessed of God. And I know, and I've always, as far back as I can remember, I was sitting thinking about this, as far back as I can remember, in, since I've been saved, I thank God for everything that I got. Every time I get anything, I just stop a minute and say, Thank you, Lord. And have you ever got anything from God and you didn't stop right then and thank Him for it, but then a little later on He reminds you, where do you think you got that? And then you stop and say, thank you, Lord. Man, I have a many a time. I have to say, everything that I am, everything I got, I got it from God. Now listen, when someone dies that we love, we want to say, I don't understand that. But Hebrews 13, verse 5, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. God says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. The Bible says, absent body is to be present with the Lord. Now, uh, knowing that, what we need to do is then flee to the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Give me strength. Turn with me to Isaiah 40 for a minute. Some of the verses that I, I read all the time because I need them. Isaiah 40. I want to begin to read in verse 10. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and His arm shall rule for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him, and His work before Him. He shall feed His flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with His arm and carry them in His bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with a span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in measure, and weighed the mountains and scales, and the hills in the balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, 
hast taught him? With whom took he counsel? And who instructed him? And taught him in the paths of judgment? And taught him knowledge? And showed to him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket, and are counted as the small dust of the ballast. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness will you compare unto him? If I could say one thing, we need to learn, don't blame God. Amen. And when something's going on wrong, and then the first thing people want to do is blame God for it. Whatever it is that goes wrong in our life, we want to blame God for it. But simply because we have limited wisdom and limited knowledge, we don't know what's going on. How can we know God? How can we come to God? How can we find strength in Him? Number one, we know God through Jesus Christ as Lord. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Jesus is the express image of God the Father. God simply says, I want you to know me, and therefore he came down to this world. John 14, verse 9. He that has seen me has seen the Father. So if you want to know God, you find him in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know him in Christ. So we know God through His Son. Secondly, we know God through prayer. Uh, You can talk to someone and communicate. You can't talk to someone and communicate with them without coming to know them. If you sat down with somebody very long and talked with them, you'll get to know them. I was sitting on the bank of a river one time fishing a little boy down on the Hillsborough River. An old man came up there and sat down with me and old Cain Pole and he sat there beside of me. I said, Where are you from, buddy? He said, I'm from the far country. I said, Where is that? Now I weren't but about fourteen years old. He said, From Alabama. And all of that, we sat there and talked a little while, and you know I got to know him. I mean, just me and him just sitting there and and I got to, I like that guy, and we sat there and talked, had fish, and I never will forget it. You can't communicate with somebody. Now, you can meet somebody on the street and say hi, but if you communicate with them and you uh, talk with them, you'll get to know them. And what I'm trying to say, you want to know God? Talk to Him. Communicate with Him. We know more of God's ways through prayer. Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, turn over with me. Let me read it to you. Ephesians chapter 3. And uh, I'd like for you to look at uh, uh, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3. I want to begin to read in verse 14. For this cause... I know my knees, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, and be strengthened with the might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height 
and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory to the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages without end. Amen. You know what Paul was praying here? He said, I want you to know the Lord like I know him. I want you to know the Lord that he's a blesser of everything. He's everything we know. We know God then through prayer. We know him through his word. John 7 and verse 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother. Now, here's God's promise in his word then. When you submit to his word, we learn more about God. And we must remember God makes no mistakes. God's ways are past finding out. And you'll never understand all of God's ways, but we can know more about God through the Bible. I don't understand God. I sometimes sit down and just think about the word God itself. I cannot understand God. I can't even understand when I say God. And, you know, in the beginning, God. I don't understand that. But I know it's true. Because the Bible says so. Amen. And I know He created everything. It didn't just happen. And the more I read the Bible, and and I go through the Bible, I was reading the book of Galatians the other day, and I got such a blessing from the book of Galatians because it told me truths that I had thought about, but I hadn't really studied them myself. And I come across some of them, and I said, man, that's good. And I I got to know God all over again in a a different uh, aspect that I'd read in the Bible. And people say, I wish I knew what God wants in my life. There's only one way to know it. That's to get in the Bible and just read. Read God's Word. Do you know what I do every time I open this book? I ask, Lord, speak to me, Lord. Just speak to me. In God's Word, and every time I open it, every little bitty word on the page that I've turned to, that's God speaking to you. You want to know God? Listen to it. Listen to what he said. Let him bless your heart. I don't know about you, but I need a blessing every once in a while. Uh, somebody called me just this week and was talking to me about how God had blessed their life and some things that were going through it. And, I, and somebody had gotten saved. I've forgotten now who it was. They had uh, led somebody to the Lord and, and uh, just a blessing that they had through it. And I said, I'm glad you called me. I needed a blessing. Amen. I need to just hear things like that. Well, I get in the Bible, and I study, and I want to know more about God. And when you do, you find out, hey, everything's going to work out all right, because God's still in control. He's got this thing, and He knows everything. He knows the past, present, and future. And by the way, it'll go right on. Amen? If there's one thing I've learned, uh, Moses is dead. But Joshua takes up and goes right on. Amen. I was talking to a man just yesterday about his church and about some things going on in the church and it just seemed like that church is just falling apart. Nobody coming in anymore. And I said, I got news for you. If that church folds up and closes doors, the work of the Lord will go right on. Amen. God's got somebody else. Just keeps it right on going until Jesus comes back. I do know this. The closer we get to the coming of the Lord back, the less it's going to be. 
Amen. But that don't mean we got to quit. I'm going to keep right on serving the Lord because I know He does all things well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would You bless Your people? Help us to stand true to Thy Word. Help us to get to know You better every day of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much.